step away from the planner. Listen up, ladies. You don't need more productivity tips or a pretty planner. If you want to stop feeling so bloody busy and start getting some real shit done, by which I mean start really moving the needle on your business, booking clients, making sales, making money, and you don't want to get burned out along the way, then it's time to put down that bullet journal and step away from the -the run-of-the-mill productivity hacks. It's time for us to get real about what it takes to have enough time. Enough time for you, for your business, and for your family. You're listening to the Limitless Mother podcast, bringing you strategy, mindset, and a dash of woo. If you want to learn how you can balance motherhood and money-making beautifully, if you want to learn the strategy, mindset, and manifestation tips you need to do more of what lights you up, attract more ideal clients, make more money, and enjoy more time freedom, if you want to create this vision of success because you are a mother not in spite of it, then you are in the right place, my love. I'm your host, success coach, business mentor, mother, and tea drinker, Corey Javid. So join me while we explore what's possible for us as mothers and business owners when we remove the limits. Hello, hello, Limitless Mothers. Welcome to the show. We're talking about how to stop being so damn busy and start getting some shit done already. I love this subject. I'm excited to bring it to you today. Here's the thing. We're mothers and business owners, right? There is no getting away from the fact that we have plenty of demands on our time. We have by our very virtue of being mothers and business owners a lot on our plates. I'm not going to dispute that. But what I am going to challenge for you today is this thought that we are so busy that we can't possibly be successful. Absolute rubbish, if you ask me. So when you're busy, it's easy to get overwhelmed, isn't it? It's easy to feel stretched too thin, to burn out. That's not going to do you, your family or your business any favors, is it? I'm pretty sure we can all agree on that. But I know what it's like to feel like you have a thousand plates spinning. Trust me when I say I've been there. And I know that feeling of just bracing yourself because you think it's only a matter of time before one of them drops and smashes. However, if you want to create true and lasting success in your business and in your life, if you want to be making consistent money, growing and scaling your business, and if you want to do all of that without hustle, ew, grind, overwhelm, sacrifice, all that gross stuff, then you have to figure out how to stop being so damn busy and really get the important shit done. So today I'm going to give you one essential mindset shift that you need and three key strategies to help you do precisely that, my love. Let's get to it. Let's be honest, I know what it's like to spend the day running around like a headless chicken, hopping from task to task, and then ending the day feeling like you're not entirely sure what you've achieved, although you felt busy all day. I've spent more days like that than I wish to count especially in the early days of my business, because it's easy to lack direction, isn't it? Especially when you are a business owner for the first time, you're used to being perhaps in the corporate space, when you were given direction all the time, suddenly it's all on you, you've got to decide the strategy for your business, you've got to decide the steps, the actions that you take. It's very easy to lack direction and focused. And oh my goodness, it's so easy to get sucked into that dreaded shiny object syndrome. There's so many shiny objects on the internet. There's so many things vying for your attention, making you feel like, yes, this is going to be the thing that I need to be doing to make money in my business. Let me ditch what I've been doing so far and hop on over there and get on that. 
And it's easy to feel like there just aren't enough hours in the day to properly focus on your business between all the mothering and the life admin, right? I know I was pretty unprepared for the amount of life admin that comes with having a child in school. Oh, there's always something to remember, isn't there? Like recorder on a Friday and don't forget to practice spellings every day and they need the library book on a Wednesday and Um, And I also know what it's like to feel frustrated by your progress in your business. You know, if you feel like you're not getting enough time to work in and on your business, importantly, it's easy to feel like you just aren't gaining that traction and momentum that you need. And then let's not forget the fact that it's easy to feel simultaneously guilty for then wishing for more time alone to get cracking on things in your business. That mama guilt comes rushing in, doesn't it? Yep, totally been there. However, I have been super intentional with setting up my business. I have been massively committed to growing my business and not growing my hours. I knew when I started out on this journey that I wanted to be really successful. I wanted to make lots of money. I'm going to be unapologetic about that with you. But I didn't want to sacrifice time with my daughter or my family. I didn't want to sacrifice time for myself. I wanted time for all of these things. And I can safely say to you that I feel like I have actually nailed this. I'm not saying it was easy. I'm not saying I had it all figured out from the start. I'm not saying I'm perfect now, not by a long shot, but I have nailed how to spend my time in such a way that I can create success, can create growth in my business consistently without the sacrifice, the hustle, the overwhelm. And not only have I nailed this in my own business, this is something that I absolutely adore helping my one-to-one coaching clients with in their businesses. It's kind of my zone of genius. So I'm really excited to share with you today what I have learned about being less busy and getting more done. Right, I want to start with the most important piece here. I'm starting with the mindset shift. This mindset shift is absolutely fundamental to implementing anything else that I'm going to talk to you about today. I'm going to give you three strategies that you can use to create more time for you and your business. But if you don't make this mindset shift first, then it's not going to work. Just going to be real with you. Okay, so the mindset shift is the absolutely most important thing. I want to talk to you about time mindset. So I talk a ton about money mindset. I think it's really an important topic for us. But have you thought about your time mindset? Do you even realize that it's kind of a concept? Uh, it was something that I ran into in my de- development early on in my business. And it's something that I've had to work through and work on myself. So what do I mean by time mindset? Well, I mean the beliefs and stories that you have in your subconscious often about time and how much of it is or isn't available to you. Here are some easy red flags to look out for to know that you are suffering from a lack or scarcity time mindset. And by lack or scarcity time mindset, what do I mean? I mean, you have succumbed to this story because it is a story. We're going to talk about that in a minute this story that time is running out for you, that there isn't enough time, that you don't have enough time. And that feeds into this idea of being busy, 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 right? So the red flags to look out for are, if you are finding yourself saying things like, I don't have time for that. I can't do that right now. I'm too busy. Oh, there's not enough time and so on and so forth. You need to watch your mouth about the language that you use about time. Once you start to notice this pattern, you'll 
uncover the limiting beliefs and the mindset story that you have around time. Now, I think that in the same ways that most of us end up with a not very healthy money mindset, often inherited by family, the motherhood takes its toll, all of that jazz. The same thing is true about time. Now, maybe not to such a great extent. Time isn't a taboo in the way that money is, but it's still an important thing to talk about because there's so much in our culture that tells us that we are time poor mothers, that we're busy, we identify with that label so much, don't we? Because yes, we do have demands on our time. However, the problem is, is it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's very easy for us to just assume we don't have time for something, to feel like we don't have time for something, to feel like we are time poor, busy, rushed, stretched too thin, because that's the story that that mind is telling us, not when we actually sit down, take a cold hard look at the facts of how we're spending our time and whether or not we could do something. And a lot of the time we use it as an easy crutch. So we say, I don't have time to do that right now. When in reality, the fact is you aren't choosing to make time for that now. And the trouble with this mentality of being at the mercy of time and time running out and time being scarce and there being a lack of time is that you feel that time is in control of you, not the other way around. And actually, you are absolutely in control of how you get to spend your time. Yes, we all get 24 hours in the day, so it is finite in that respect, but you absolutely get to choose how you spend it to a greater or less degree. I know we have kids and they have some demands on our time, but we all of us have options. We can all carve out some time for ourselves. We can all carve out some time for our businesses if that's important to us, right? But the problem is, is we feel like we can't because we have this ongoing story ingrained in our self-conscious telling us that there isn't enough time, that we don't have enough time and that we're busy. And so often it blocks us from being able to see the opportunities that are available to us to spend our time differently, to choose to spend our time differently and to make time for things that are important to us. Okay, so that's why this mindset shift going from a belief or a feeling that time is running out, there isn't enough time, time is scarce, Shifting that over to a more positive, more empowering system of beliefs around money, for example, things like, I always have enough time for the things that I need and want to do, and time is always on my side, and that assuming this feeling of never being rushed, it's absolutely possible, and a lot of it is a mindset shift. That's why I'm always saying it's not going to be a productivity hack or a planner or some other kind of time hacking tool that's going to help you. The biggest thing that I can give you to help you to create more time to stop feeling so busy and start getting that important shit done is to shift your mindset from one of time being scarce and time being in a lack situation to having an abundance of time and waking up each day feeling like there is a huge opportunity to spend your time how you choose. Okay, so that's a little bit about time mindset. And the other point I want to note on time mindset and how it connects to motherhood is that often we assume this kind of identity as being busy. It becomes part of who we are as mothers so often without us even giving that some forethought or choosing that for ourselves. And we end up wearing this busyness 
badge, like it's some kind of badge of honor, like, oh, I'm so busy. When was the last time somebody asked you how you are and you responded with, oh, you know, busy? It's such an easy go-to for us. So I'd like for you to think about whether time and a lack of time and being busy has formed part of your identity or your persona, whether you've chosen that consciously or not. And have a think about whether you can let that go and decide to be somebody else, decide to be somebody who doesn't always talk about how busy they are and instead talks about how much they're enjoying life or some other positive spin that you can put on things, but doesn't just immediately go to that, oh yeah, I'm busy and pops that busyness badge on your chest once more. Okay, time to shift that mindset. It's up to you how you choose to spend your time. Time is a choice. Same as how you spend your money. It's a choice, right? I'm going to give you some productivity tips, some strategies here for creating more time for you and for your business and how to actually go about getting things done that you need to do to move the needle on your business. But it's not going to pan out for you until you work on that time mindset first. Okay, so strategy number one is that you need to get some help, my love. You cannot do it all alone. Stop trying. There are no awards. There are no medals out there for doing it all alone, for having all your shit together and not needing anyone else. We absolutely need help in our businesses. There's no getting away from it. And you absolutely have permission to ask for that help, to say, yes, I need that support. I need some help. It doesn't mean that you failed in any way. It just means you're human, right? And we shouldn't be trying to build businesses alone. I really kind of dislike the term solopreneur because I think it's super misleading. I think there is this story online that you can be a solopreneur, you can do it on your own, you can DIY everything. And I think that, okay, you can, but that way, my love, is the way to burn out, if you ask me. We shouldn't be trying to do it all alone. We shouldn't be trying to do it all ourselves. It just doesn't make sense. So I think it's really important that you get comfortable with the idea that to stop yourself feeling busy all the time and start getting the right shit done, you need to get some help in your business. And especially if you are a mother and a business owner and you value the time that you spend with your family and some time for yourself, then you're definitely going to need some help because otherwise you just aren't going to be able to carve out enough time for your business, yourself and your family. So I invested in help in my business super early. I invested in the support of a coach who I still have the pleasure of working with today before I was making a single penny in my business, before I had launched my business. Was that scary? Yeah, you betcha. (laughs) It was really scary. We were in the middle of a massive home renovation, which was costing us a ton of money. Have you ever seen the film The Money Pit? Yeah, something similar to that. We had no back on our house at the time that I decided to invest in my coach. And yeah, it was scary, but it was absolutely the right move for me at that time because I knew that I was just going to waste more time messing about trying to figure things out on my own than if I had somebody who could help me propel my way to success, who could shortcut that path for me, somebody who's been there before me and can support me in staying focused. Oh my goodness, that is such an underestimated outcome of coaching yes we get the big shiny results but some having somebody help you stay focused is often what gets you there somebody that's going to call you out on your bullshit somebody that's going to be there to support you and your mindset because the entrepreneurial journey is a bit of a roller coaster mindset wise so often 
all of those things. So I recognized that early on. I'm really grateful that I recognized that. I'm really grateful that I found an amazing coach that works really well with me. And I have continued to invest in myself and in my business through coaching because I see that support as absolutely fundamental to keeping me ticking, not just ticking over, but keeping me successful, but keeping me sane along the way and keeping me enjoying it, right? So that's um, some of the support that I invested in early. I invested in uh, an accountant to help me with my bookkeeping because that was the sort of thing that was weighing on my mind and always on my to-do list, but never getting done. Any of those tasks on your list? Yeah, maybe time to outsource those. And then pretty early on, I invested in bringing on my first VA. So I did not feel ready. I didn't feel like it was quote unquote justified. I didn't feel like my client numbers had hit some arbitrary figure that I'd set in my head as the benchmark of, oh, at that point, I'm allowed a VA. But here's the thing. Here's the amazing thing about VAs. Can I just get a hallelujah for VAs at the moment? Because VAs make it so easy for us to get support in our business early. And the beauty of that is as a working mother who really values time with her daughter, me, <laughs> um, and who only wants to work 25 hours a week, as I do, then I needed some help. But the beauty of it is that you don't have to be investing in putting somebody on the payroll and committing to a 25-hour-a-week contract. The beauty of VAs is that you can say, hey, would you come and do one hour a a week work for me? Would you do two hours a week for me? Can we just start out small? And can I see if it's going to be okay? There's not a huge commitment. You don't have to spend a ton of time or a ton of money getting that help. And it can just free you up energetically so massively. So when I was looking to invest in my VA, I brought her on because I wanted to expand my capacity in my one-to-one coaching to bring in another two additional two clients. Now, I'd started looking for the clients first, and guess what? They just weren't being forthcoming, which was weird for me because I'm actually, (laughs) just to toot my own horn for a second, great at converting on sales calls. Um, And I was great at attracting my ideal clients to me, but they just, it just wasn't happening at the time. And now I know in hindsight, it was because I wasn't actually energetically available to them because I felt like I was going to get too busy if. I took on those extra two clients. But here's the thing. As soon as I spoke to Carly, my beautiful, wonderful VA who I love, um, and decided to bring her on board, the next day after our conversation, I signed a client. And then the day after her first day working in my business, which was just two weeks later, I signed that second client and filled out those two spaces. It is not a coincidence that that's how it panned out. It's very much because I had freed up my energy. Don't underestimate that. When you're getting support in your business, it frees up mental capacity because you're not worrying about juggling so many activities, but it also frees you up energetically to welcome in the things that you think that you want, but you're perhaps repelling because you're worried about being more busy. So we'd love you to have a think about that. And then since then, I have invested in bringing on another VA, so a tech VA. So I'm very tech savvy. I help my clients with tech, their tech bottlenecks uh, in within my coaching program. And I did a computing and IT degree, so I definitely don't lack on the tech skills. But here's the thing. Is that my zone of genius? No. Is that where I 
love to work? Is that work lighting me up? Is that work doing my own tech work in my own business? Is that serving my clients? No, not really. So does it make sense for me to be spending lots of my time doing that? No. So I decided to bring on board a tech VA to help me with all that side of things. So building out my website, my new funnel, all that jazz. And it has been wonderful. And again, since bringing her on, I freed up my time and energy and my business is making more money. So I know that it's really easy to feel like you cannot afford support, whether what that, whatever that looks like for you. It could be a VA, it could be a coach or a mentor, it could be enrolling in a really great mentoring program. It could be hiring a cleaner to free up a couple of hours a week so that you're not cleaning the house and you can work on your business instead. Whatever that looks like for you, it's easy to feel like you can't afford it, can't do it. It's not justified for whatever reason. I would love you to really challenge and question that because actually when you get help, when you get support, when you invest in yourself and your business that way, your business takes off and actually you become less busy feeling because you're specializing on focusing your activities and your attention on your areas of expertise and genius and letting other people handle the rest. When we don't do that, we become a bottleneck in our businesses and we slow down our progress and we slow down our ability to achieve the results and hit the goals that we want to. So if you are feeling busy and stretched thin, I would argue it's time to get some support in your business. Stop trying to do it all alone. And it's going to help you then free you up energetically and free you up time-wise to concentrate your efforts on the things that you really need to do to get the needle moving on your business. And that brings me nicely to the next strategy today. So first one is get some help. Second is focus, 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 focus. Oh my goodness, it's so easy to not be focused, to get distracted. We talked about the shiny object syndrome. I have 100% been there. And one of the reasons I continue to employ my coach, because I always say you can't coach yourself, is because she helps me stay focused. I have some great tools and strategies now that I've implemented to help keep me focused, but she is still there making sure I keep my eyes on the prize. I stay in my own lane. So What does focus look like for you now? This is the important part of getting shit done and to stop being busy. When you know what your key focuses are for you and your business, then you can be taking action on them first every day. That is how you gain momentum. That is how you gain traction. That's how you start achieving your goals. A lot of the women who come to work with me in my private coaching are feeling frustrated by their lack of progress. And when we dig into the reasons why that's been happening, it's more often than not because they have lacked that focus on what are the things they need to be doing consistently to start bringing in that consistent cash, to start consistently attracting those ideal clients, to start growing and scaling their business. They lack the focus and it's so easy for us to do that. So you really need to know what the activities are that move the needle in your business. What do I mean by that? What are the things that you need to be doing to attract clients to make money? What are the money-making activities that are either generating warm leads, converting warm leads, or serving your clients in such an excellent way that it leaves them wanting to come back for more and telling all their friends about it? Those are the three areas you really need to be focusing on and in terms of which activities 
that fall into those categories that are right for you. So have a think about that. Have a think about what your key focus activities are and do those first in the day. I cannot stress this highly enough. Don't go straight to email. Don't check Instagram or Facebook. Don't do anything else in your business until you have taken some action on one of those key activities. So for me, well, I have a whole morning routine. I'm not going to go into that today. I might do a separate podcast episode on that because I feel quite strongly about my routine. Um, but the first thing that I do when I sit down to work on my business is I do something sales related, some kind of sales activity. It could be writing some sales copy for a sales page. It could be sending an email to a prospective client. It could be uh, sending a message to a warm lead. It could be any other number of activities. And it might be that I only do something for five minutes or I might spend an hour. The point is that I take action every single day first in my business. I do something that's going to help me continue the momentum that I've built up that is going to help me gain traction that is going to help move the needle on my business I do it and I do it first when you do it first you make it priority and you make it consistent otherwise it's very easy for the day to run away from you to start in a reactive mode looking at emails checking Facebook doing a bit of this doing a bit of that not actually doing the really important key activities and sales should definitely feature up highly on your list of key activities. So find out what it is in your business, do it first. The other thing that you really need to do to help you focus to make sure that you're not just being busy and that you are getting shit done is you need to set goals. (laughs) Now here's the thing with goals that I found through my years with working with clients is that a lot of us are, let's be honest, a little bit afraid of setting goals. Are you sitting there and thinking, oh yeah, I'm kind of squirming in my seat because she's totally struck a nerve there. Don't worry, I've been there too. There's no shame in it, but admit it to yourself and honor that feeling, but then let it go and start setting some goals. Because if you don't have goals, you don't have anything to aim for. You don't have anything to really focus on. So it's Worth having, I think, up to three key kind of goals that you're working towards in your business. I think if you have more than three, it's too many. Your focus is too split. So for me at the moment, at the time of recording this, my three key areas of focus are number one, always my clients. So that means serving my clients in the best possible way, keeping my private one-to-one coaching practice fully booked. That's my one number one key focus always. Uh, Number two focus in my business at the moment is this very same podcast, getting this up and running, recording episodes, getting it out, getting it launched, getting it out there, and then it will remain a key focus in my business. And then number three is I'm actually working on behind the scenes, a digital shop. More news on that soon. My point is those are my three key areas of focus. So I have goals set for each of those areas or a one big goal for each one that I'm working towards. If you have more than that, you are spread too thin. It's going to be very hard to gain any traction. You can absolutely have less than three as well. And I think when you're very first starting out, it's worth just having one. Maybe it's just filling up your client spaces or selling a certain number of products per month, whatever that is for you. You need to have a very clear focus on what you are going after goal-wise. And then from there, you can build your plan on how to get there. Now, the way that this works for me and helps me to stop being busy and start getting shit done is when I am planning my activities for the day, not only do I start my day with those same activities 
move the needle on my business, for example, sales activities. But I also look at my three core focuses, my three big goals. So client area, podcast area, the shop. And I decide which activities, which tasks I could complete that day that are going to move me even in a tiny way, a baby step way, but move me towards one of those goals. So I make sure that I'm taking action to keep that momentum up towards those goals. Now, if you don't have a goal, then you don't have anything to aim for. And then you lose focus because when you're deciding what to do with your day, you don't know what you're moving towards. You just have a kind of vague idea that you would like to make some more money or you might like some more clients. Set some very clear goals and then be taking action every day to help you achieve those goals. Now, if you are afraid of setting goals because you don't like to disappoint yourself, the only way that you're going to get over that is by setting a goal and showing up for it and taking action for it because it's actually taking action and your behavior that helps build your confidence. So there's nothing to do to really get over that hurdle other than to set a goal and start showing up for it on a daily basis. The last area that I want to talk about with regards to focus is how you actually set up your day. So we've talked about it a little bit in terms of putting first some activities that move the needle on your business and always doing them first. And we've talked about picking some actions that you can take that will help you to move slowly or maybe fast, but in some way towards your goal. The other thing that you can be doing to set up your day is to be making sure that if you have any creative work to do for the day that you do it early in the day, that's when typically our brains are most creative and that you do things like admin, things that don't require a that kind of creative energy and those creative juices flowing later in the day. I see so many women when they first come to work with me, we look at their schedules, we look at how they're setting up their days. So many of them have it the wrong way around because no one teaches us this stuff, right? But when you do it the other way around, here's what happens. Let's say you wake up, what's the first thing you do? I don't know, check Facebook, check your phone. You start in a reactionary mode. You're immediately reacting to outside um, stimulus, right? Then you go and fire up and then you go and do well, let's say the harassed school run. We all know what that's like trying to coerce children out of the door in the right coats with the right shoes at the right time. Yeah, that can be a little bit of a testing time for sure. And then you come back and already, if you haven't worked on your time mindset, you're telling yourself, oh my goodness, it's already 9.30 and I haven't even started and I only have this many hours until I have to go and do the school run and stop working. Oh, and you're already telling yourself, putting it into that negative frame of mind, already telling yourself that you don't have enough time. So that's where the mindset shift piece comes in so importantly. And then you fire up your computer and you dig straight into emails. Then what happens? Maybe you open up several emails. Maybe you don't address them all at that once, but then you've suddenly filled the front of your brain, the prefrontal cortex with a ton of information. Now, regardless of what you do next, you've got a load of processing going on in your brain. So your brain is already full and loaded. Now, this makes it harder for you to make decisions, harder for you to be creative, and then you're in a reactionary mode. So you're taking actions maybe based off those emails, for example, and then you get towards the end of the day, maybe you have some client calls, maybe you have some other work to do, and you get towards the end of the day and you realize, oh, I didn't write that blog post I really wanted to write, or I didn't create those graphics. I was really looking forward to creating. Oh, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. Do you see how your day can run away with you? Maybe that sounds familiar to you. I'm describing to you days that I used to have. So totally been there, totally sympathize. However, 
you can set up in a way your day in a way that it serves you and it helps you to stop being busy and start getting shit done. So for example, before you start your work for the day. So let's say if you have if you're in charge of taking your kids somewhere in the morning, then I think it's really important for you to build something into your day where you are shifting your energy, setting a new intention for the next time frame okay so let's say you've dropped them off you come back to the house rather than just flying into work mode do something for you first could be sitting down having a cup of coffee or a cup of tea could be watching something funny on youtube for five minutes could be listening to an uplifting song and dancing around your lounge don't care what it is do something for you something that's going to lift your spirits Maybe even do some affirmations, particularly around time, just saying be a good opportunity to say, I have all the time that I need today, or I have the perfect, precise amount of time for the things that I want to do today. Just something or set an intention. I'm going to have a really productive day today and I'm going to feel excellent about it at the end of the day. Do something to shift your energy into a positive state before you start your day. That will set you up massively for creating focus and getting the right stuff done. Then do those key activities that we talked about, the ones that are going to move the needle on your business. Some sales activities should absolutely be in there. Next, do any activities that will get you towards those goals. And then anything creative that you have. And then after that, all of the rest of the gubbins. I don't care which order it comes in after that. But putting that order in place in your day can be hugely beneficial because you are being much more intentional with how you're spending time. You're shifting creative work to the morning. You're doing activities early on in your day that will help you create and maintain momentum in your business. And momentum creates growth, right? So You're doing all of that early and getting it in there so that you automatically have achieved a lot, often even before lunchtime. Now, none of those things have to have taken you hours on end. You could just spend five minutes doing some sales outreach because that's all you have that day. Don't feel like uh, in your window of time that you don't have time to do these things that I'm telling you. Okay, so that's all about how you can create some laser beam focus in your business. And I think having some laser beam focus is absolutely essential if you want to be growing your income and not growing your hours. Now, last up, the last strategy I have to share with you today is getting ruthless and intentional. So we just talked about setting an intention for how you're going to spend your day. But let's talk about how you can be ruthless and intentional with your time. Have you stopped to think about where you're actually spending your time right now. It's so easy for us to feel super busy and to know that the day has gone past in a blur for sure. But have you actually stopped and taken stock of, okay, what did I actually do today? What did I actually achieve? How did I spend my time? How much time did I spend on client work? How much time did I spend creating content? How much time did I spend connecting with my audience? How much time did I spend on personal development or exercise or anything else that's important to you? How are you spending your time? And I don't just mean in your business. I mean in all areas of your life because we need to have balance, right? And balance is a feeling. And if you feel like you aren't having enough time for things that are important to you, you're not going to feel like you have balance. I would urge you to do a little time audit. So do a little review of how you're spending your time. That doesn't mean you have to create some, I don't know, complicated spreadsheet tracker and 
account for every minute of your day, but it is really eye-opening. I've I've got my some of my clients to do this before. It's really eye-opening to do a little audit of to maybe just take one typical day in the week and make a note of, you know, in half-hour chunks how you've been spending your time and you start to realize, wow, I'm quite inefficient. We might think that we're really efficient and then sometimes we do a little activity like this and you're like, okay, I can see that I am super inefficient. And I still find myself now being unproductive, wasting time, doing things that I wasn't intending to do. None of us is perfect and we shouldn't be aiming for perfection. But what we should be aiming for here is to, first of all, notice and get honest with ourselves about how we are really spending our time and what activities are we doing in our day that aren't serving us? So if you find yourself, for example, scrolling mindlessly through, I don't know, Instagram, and perhaps the type of people that you follow make you feel like, well, let's just say a bit of comparisonitis creeps in and you feel like, oh, why has everybody else got their shit together and not me? That's not a great use of your time, right? I think we can agree that, but it's easy for us to get into patterns of behavior like that. So have a think about what isn't serving you, what's draining you energetically. And then have a think about whether or not there's anything you could do to either just kill that activity, delegate it, automate it. There are a lot of available options to us out there. So tackle it from a can-do attitude of I can get rid of this somehow if it's draining me mentally or physically. And try to kind of clean up your day a little bit. Take out the things that you don't love and try to find more space for the things that you do. So with regards to that, and I kind of just touched on it, the second thing I want you to think about in, time, in terms of getting ruthless and intentional with your time is to foster a more intentional consumption. So what do I mean by this? Well, we just talked about kind of mindlessly scrolling through Instagram. That's one example. Another thing is it's so easy, isn't it, to fall into the trap of downloading all the freebies. You know what I mean? The checklists, the eBooks, watching the webinars, all of that stuff. It's really alluring and really tempting. And Facebook is so good at targeting us in a way that we think, oh, yes, that's interesting. I'll just have a little click on that, see what she's up to. Oh, she's doing this. Oh, perhaps I need to be doing that in my business. And the thing is, is we're not really intentionally consuming the content at that point. We've all been in that situation where we've fallen down the internet rabbit hole, haven't we? I'm definitely raising my hand right now. I know you can't see me, but just trust me when I say it. And I know that it's easy for us to do that because, hey, that's kind of how the internet and social media have been designed because they want us to keep spending time there. That's fine, right? However, if we're not being intentional with the content that we're consuming, then we are wasting a lot of time and mental bandwidth. So I've had to become much more intentional with my time and how I spend it and the kind of content I consume. So I'm a naturally curious person. I find online business fascinating. It's very easy for me to want to consume all the content that exists out there about running a business, about being successful. And, you know, in part, it does fuel my business because I can feed what I'm learning into my business. I can feed what I'm learning into my clients' businesses. However, it's very easy to go off on tangents. It's very easy to succumb to the shiny object syndrome. So now I have a couple of questions that I ask myself if I'm about to consume some content. Could be watching a video, could be listening to a podcast episode, could be reading a blog post, whatever it is, downloading some freebie. I ask myself, is this going to help me to move towards those three key goals that we talked about that I'm working on in my business right now? If it is, 
great, I'll go ahead with it. If not, then I ask my second question. Is consuming this piece of content going to really light me up? If it is, and it's going to make me feel amazing and uplifted and energized, then yeah, I'm going to do that. If it isn't, then I'm really thinking to myself, "Mm, okay, the last question is, will consuming this content have a massive impact on how I can serve my clients? Now, if I haven't answered one of those three, then I step away from the webinar or ebook or video, whatever it is. It's so easy for us to be unintentional about our content consumption, but I'd love you to have a think about that because when you are more intentional with your consumption, yes, you create more time because you're not wasting time consuming content that isn't really serving you. But it's not just that, it's about more than that. It's also about the focus that you can create by being intentional and by not cluttering your brain with extra information that isn't actually serving you right now. So when you're watching all the webinars, all the YouTube videos, listening to all the podcasts, filling your brain with information, but not doing anything with it, it takes its toll kind of energetically on you and makes it harder for you to focus on the things that you need to do. So that's just a little tip there on being more intentional with your consumption. And then lastly, in terms of getting ruthless with your time, once you've done a little audit of the things that you're working on or the things that you fill your day with. Um, I would absolutely urge you to list out the projects that you're working on, the kind of key activities in your business. Could be things like, I don't know, planning and scheduling your social media. It could be client work. It could be admin, like banking and accounting. List out absolutely everything and then estimate how many hours you should be spending or would spend on each of them in an ideal world per week. And I bet you the amount of hours is not going to add up to the amount of hours you want to be working. It's going to be way more, which circles back to my first strategy, which is get some help. So go through that list and decide which things in here do I personally have to be doing and really want to be doing? Keep all of those. If they're in your zone of genius, if it's about serving your clients in a really super excellent way, if it's something that you just feel super passionate about, if it's the sort of work that you spring out of bed for, then keep those on your list. But for absolutely everything else, ask yourself, is it moving the needle on my business? Can I get some help with this? I have a really great 3D um, little... I guess it's acronym that you can use to go through your list and get super ruthless. So you can go through and decide, is there anything I can delegate? And maybe you can't delegate it all at once or all today, but you can put it on a plan to delegate it soon, right? So can I delegate it? That's number one. Number two, can I do it later? How much of this is a priority focus right now? Is it helping me move towards that those three core goals or should I shelve it for later and come back to it? And number three is destroy. (laughs) So there will be things, I'm betting you, when I last did this, there were definitely things on my list, there will be things on your list that you are doing on a regular basis, you're telling yourself that you should do or you need to do, but actually they aren't moving the needle on your business, they aren't lighting you up and they just aren't serving you and serving your business. Look out for them and destroy, take them off the list. Okay, so that is one mindset shift that you need to have in order to stop being busy and start getting shit done. You need to realize that time isn't running out in the way that you think it is. It isn't controlling you. You control time. You get to choose how you spend time. Being busy is not a badge of honor. And watch your mouth about what you say 
around time. Things like, I don't have enough time and I'm so busy. Cut all of that out and shift your mindset to, I have plenty of time. I get to choose to spend my time how I wish. So that's mindset shift. That's the first and foremost thing that I've shared with you today. Then I shared with you three strategies that you will need to do put in place if you want to stop being busy and start really getting shit done. And by getting shit done, I mean really moving your business forward, making more money and doing it on your terms. So number one was getting some help. You absolutely cannot do it alone. Please don't try. Uh, there are people out there willing to help you, able to help you, happy to help you get some help. Number two is focus. Become laser focused, lady. Know what you need to do it. Do it early in your day. Set some goals and set your day up right. And number three is to get ruthless with your time. Cut out the crap that isn't serving you. Start to be more intentional with how you're spending your time, the kind of content that you are consuming. And go through your list, delegate, do later, and destroy. Use that 3D acronym to get super ruthless. Okay, next up, I want to share with you today's dash of woo. (laughs) So this is a little manifestation tip to sprinkle a bit of magic on the mindset and the strategy that I've shared with you today to help you stop being so busy and start getting some of that shit done a little bit quicker. So I already talked to you about the mindset shift that needs to take place. It's really useful if you can actually set an intention or some positive affirmations that you say regularly to help that mindset shift to happen. So I love to tell myself that I have precisely the number of hours I need today to do the things that I need to and that I want to. That second point is important, right? The next thing that I would encourage you to do is to actually visualize yourself getting the important things done, having time for play and enjoying your day. When you can visualize that, you're more likely to bring it about and to make it happen. Essentially, what I want you to think about is becoming someone who feels in control of time. So your affirmations and your visualizations can absolutely help that in terms of imagining and seeing and putting yourself into that place of being someone who feels in control of her time and how she spends it rather than feeling like time is controlling you. So step into that new version of you. Imagine, visualize swanning through life never rushing, always having plenty of time and enjoying things and then just get on with being that person. And in some respects, we need to let go of time a little bit. We are so governed by time, but all we really have is right now. Anybody who's read The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle will know this. If not, go and read it. It's an amazing book. Um, All we really have is this moment. The past has already happened. The future is always a figment of the imagination because it's something we've constructed or projecting or imagining. We're never there until it's now. So all we ever have is now in this moment. So something that you can do repeatedly is ask yourself, how do I want to choose to spend this moment right now? Am I doing something that is fun? Am I doing something that is filled with purpose, that is fulfilling? Just realizing that that choice that you have and that actually all you really have is right now can take some of this time pressure off. So that's my little dash of woo for you today. Affirmations, visualization and start becoming the type of person who is in control of how she spends her time. I hope you've been enjoying today's show. If you have, I have something for you. Now, 
I think you're going to really enjoy the title of this. It's called The Busy Mummer's Guide to Success. <laughs> Why have I called it that? Well, first and foremost, I know that so many of us identify with that title. But secondly, really the point of this guide is that it is fluff free and full of actionable tips that you can use to create success in your business because you are a mother, not in spite of it. So in there, I'm sharing with you the exact seven steps that I took to create success very quickly in my business, even though I am, yes, a mother and business owner and wearing all those hats, spinning all of those plates. And I wanted to share them with you to empower you, to motivate you, maybe inspire you to know that you absolutely can be successful as a mother and business owner. It's available for you. It's yours for the taking. So these are the seven steps that I used in my business to replace my corporate salary within three months of launching my business, you can go ahead and implement the same seven steps yourself. Go and download it. The link is in the show notes. Crack on with the action steps and let me know your successes. I love to celebrate with you. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you so much. If you've enjoyed listening to today's show, make sure you subscribe over on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you listen so you don't miss out on any episodes. It would make my day, possibly even my week, if you would spare a minute and leave a review over on iTunes. And because I value your time so much, each week one lucky reviewer will win a free success coaching session with yours truly. So if you'd love for us to pinpoint and then work through the one thing that is currently standing between where you are now and where you want to be, then definitely leave a review for your chance to win. Until next time, remember, you are limitless.